Hey church, it's Jonathan Brocious. Let's pray together today. Teach me, Lord, the meaning of your statutes, and I will always keep them. Help me understand your instruction, and I will obey it and follow it with all my heart. Psalm 119, 33-34 Have you ever spent $150 on a board game? I have, yeah, I'll, I'll admit it. Why? Why would I spend so much money on a board game? Well, this answer is simple. It's fantastic. That's why. The game is called Gloomhaven. It's rated number one on BoardGameGeek.com for several years in a row. What is this game? Why is it so expensive? Why is it so highly rated? Well, I'm glad you asked. Please pull up a seat and I'll introduce you to Gloomhaven. See, in most board games, you pick up a little piece that represents your character and you compete with other people for a half hour or maybe even a couple of hours, as in the case of Monopoly. But in Gloomhaven, you pick up a piece and that character sticks with you as you play level after level with your friends. In each level, you face multiple monsters and try to beat them up with weapons you have in the game. Each level gives you more money and more experience points. You can go back to the store and buy more armor and weapons to be able to beat monsters more easily in future levels. It's basically a video game in a box. A video game as a board game. And Gloomhaven comes in a massive box. It weighs 22 pounds. It takes a couple hours to punch out all the little cardboard figures and objects. And the rules? Now that's something right there. The rule book is massive. It's 51 pages long, and it's not any longer than it needs to be. Each page has several massive paragraphs describing key ideas and concepts that players need to know. Johanna and I played the game for a few months together and just recently restarted play with a couple other friends. We love it, but there's one problem. Here's the problem. I'm the official rule guy. Since it's my game, it's my responsibility to figure out how to play. We constantly run into questions and I'm flipping through the rule book regularly. When we play, I keep the rule book very close to me because I know I'm going to need it. Sometimes we hit an issue and it takes too long to find the rule. So then we're headed to Google and Reddit to try to figure out the answer. When Johanna and I first started, we missed a really important rule. We would play for a couple hours only to wind up having our characters die in front of the monsters. That one rule just ruined all the fun of the game. Can you imagine if we tried to play this complicated board game without the rules? It'd be miserable. The rules are the heart of the game. The rule book weighs maybe half a pound. So without the rules, Gloomhaven is a very expensive collection of 21 and a half pounds of cardboard. Well, like I said, I'm a geek. So now my job is to try to make all of this relate back to scripture. Psalm 119 is actually a pretty wild piece of scripture. I'll be honest, usually when I come across Psalm 119 in a Bible reading plan, my reaction is, ugh, it's so long. It's the longest chapter in the Bible. It's 176 verses, but it's actually a masterpiece. There are two brilliant ideas that drive the psalm along its path. We miss the first idea since we're not missing Hebrew, but there's 22 sections with eight verses each. 22 times eight equals 176. So that's how many verses are in Psalm 119. Each verse in a particular section starts with the same letter of the alphabet. So there's eight verses starting with their equivalent of A, eight verses starting with their B, eight verses starting with their C, and then so on. The second idea is not as hard to catch since it also comes through in the English translation. Each verse has a word in it that relates to God's word. They use the word laws, testimonies, ways, precepts, statutes, commands, and judgments. Of the 176 verses, 
171 of them, all but five, refer to God's word in some way. As I look at the pairing of the two ideas, I think I start to see what's going on with Psalm 119. God has revealed himself to man in many different ways. There was the Jewish law, the written words, his wisdom, his methods, his judgments. And these revelations form a way of life that is thorough and complete. These revelations should impact every area of our lives, just like the psalm works its way through every letter of the alphabet. We realize that God's revelation to us is foundational to getting anywhere in life. A life without God's revelation is like a board game with no rule book. Our life may look beautiful, it may have all the trappings of success, but at the core, it's just a bunch of fancy cardboard. Psalm 119 shows us how beautiful a life can be that's centered on God's way and how ugly a life is that's not centered on God. We see how to engage with God's word when we are low. We see how to praise God because of his way. I'd encourage you to read Psalm 119 and find a few verses that stand out to you. Find the ones that seem to apply to the phase of life that you're in right now. How can God's revealed wisdom be part of the puzzle that you're putting together in this moment? Let's pray. Dear Father, I praise you for your way. You are an amazing God, and you've shown your laws to us. Thank you for that gift. Give me the wisdom that I need to understand it and live life by your rule book. couple questions as we end our time together. Number one, here's a challenge. Read all of Psalm 119, but chew on each verse before swallowing. What does it mean? It's okay if this takes a couple days. Don't rush through it all at one sitting because it's one big chapter. And then second, would you describe God's way, God's revelation as the centerpiece of your life? Thanks for joining me. Have a great day. We'll see you next time on Pray Together.